Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. I'm Marcia. My message today is called Forsaken. To forsake means to abandon, quit, leave entirely. I want to talk about Solomon today. For most of us, when we talk about King Solomon, we may recall the wisdom that God gave him. Or we may recall that he was a king with vast wealth. Despite all the blessings God gave this individual, he still allowed his weakness to overcome him. He was not an ignorant person. When you are the wisest man on earth, it goes without saying that he knew he could have reached out to God and prayed for himself. Simply could have just been obedient to what the Lord told him not to do. When we turn our back on God and begin to experience hardship, that's when we begin to complain that God is not loving and that he will not come to our rescue. My question is, where have we wandered off to? What was so enticing that it allowed us to be pulled away from God to a point that it truly affects our life in a horrific sense? After Solomon built the Lord's house, the Lord appeared to him and he told him that he had heard his prayers and that he would bless this house that Solomon built. And he said his heart would be there forever. And it tells us in 1 Kings 9, verse 1 through 9. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished building of the house of the Lord, the king's house and all Solomon's desire, which he was pleased to do, that the Lord appeared to Solomon the second time as he had appeared unto him at Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there forever. And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded thee and will keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever. As I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fall thee a man upon the throne of Israel. But if you shall at all turn, from following me, you and your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship. Then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. And at this house, which is nigh, every one that pass by it shall be astonished, and shall hiss, and they shall say, 
Why has the Lord done thus unto this land and this house? And they shall answer, Because they forsook the Lord, their God, who brought forth their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have taken hold upon other gods, and have worshipped them, and served them. Therefore has the Lord brought upon them all this evil. So looking at verse 4 of chapter 9 in 1 Kings, it said, And if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked in integrity of heart and uprightness, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and will keep my statutes and my judgments. Integrity of heart, uprightness to do all God commanded, keep God's statutes and judgments. These are the things that God told Solomon that if he would do them. Chapter 9 5 says, Then I will establish the throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fall thee a man upon the throne of Israel. Then Solomon's throne would be established upon Israel forever. Integrity is adherence to moral and ethical principles, sound moral character, and honesty. With this moral character, Solomon needed to carry out all of what God commanded him to do. Follow God's statutes and judgments in obedience. While it is true there were many things God directed Solomon to do as king, it is also true that he directs us in like manner to do things. You don't have to be a king to be expected to follow the Lord's commands and statutes. The Ten Commandments are instructions that we are to follow. When we read God's Word and we come across mandates and precepts that he has in there, those are instructions that he wants us to follow. These instructions are for all generations. They weren't put there for people in ancient days only or for your great-great-great-grandparents. They were put there for us to follow one generation after the other. The Lord told Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, But if ye shall at all turn from following me, you and your children, and will not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship, then will I cut off Israel out of the land which I have given them, and this house which I have hallowed for my name will I cast out of my sight, and Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among all people. The Lord made this house holy. When he says hallowed, it means he made it holy. As I said before, you don't have to be a leader of a country or a king to be expected to follow the mandates and commandments of the Lord. Job wasn't a king. He was a man who walked in the Lord's way. He was faithful to God and obedient to God. We know from his story 
while he was heavily afflicted, and during his darkest hours, his wife told him to curse God and die. It tells us in Job 2, 9, and 10, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, Thou speak as one of the foolish women. What, shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. In his conversation with his friends, he also told them in Job 23, 11, 12, My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So Job, we know, was faithful to God. He didn't go back on his word. He didn't badmouth him, and he didn't do what his wife told him to do and curse God and die because he was in great agony from the sores upon him, not to mention all the other things that he went through. So he was a man of wealth, but more than that, he was a man of great integrity and faith in God. He was expected to follow God's mandates and commandments, and he did. Zacharias was a priest who, along with his wife, walked upright before the Lord. Though they both were up in years, they became the parents of John the Baptist. And it says in Luke 1, 6, And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. So I'm just giving you a couple of examples here of people who walked upright, blameless, before the Lord, and obeyed his word and his commandments. And they had great integrity. And we also, in present day, can have great integrity and walk upright in the Lord and follow his word. Just because things all around you in society say do it this way or do it that way, it doesn't mean that you have to follow and do that. You can choose to follow God and retain integrity. Proverbs 27 tells us, The just man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. This proverb does not say kings only or men called by God only. It says the just man walks in his integrity. When we forsake God, we walk away from him because we want to satisfy the flesh. It is a matter of self. Speaking of present day, the Lord hears us when we complain about him. He knows what knowledge we already have of him or what knowledge we lack of him. He sees us when we allow that thing to enter into our heart that will lead us eventually to walk away from him. It is self-gratification that lures that person away from God, whether it be a person, place, or thing. God sees the choices that we have made. He sees us wallow in self-pity and question where he is in our life. 
because what we are experiencing is now chaotic and very uncomfortable for us. You are the one who walked away from God. Don't question him. Question yourself as to why you did it. The Lord expects from us will remain in place because what he expects of us will take us into an eternal place to reside in his presence. Just because we are miserable, that misery will not manipulate him. Placing yourself back in the right standing with him will change your situation and your outcome. Solomon married different women from other cultures. These women were pagan. God told him not to marry those women. He ended up building altars for them to their pagan gods. 1 Kings 11, 4, 8 says, For it came to pass, when Solomon was old, that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then did Solomon build a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrificed unto their gods. The Lord became angry. It tells us in 1 Kings 11, 9 and 10. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods, but he kept not that which God commanded. Verse 11, Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, and thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and I will give it to your servant. If you don't want God to be a part of your life, don't get angry because everything is falling apart in your life after walking away from him. Don't continue to do things your way and look for blessings to fall upon you and your sin. You can get reacquainted with God, or if you don't know him at all, you can get to know him then you will have a greater understanding of who he is and what he expects. It says in Proverbs 28, 18, Whoso walks upright shall be saved, but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. Matthew nineteen twenty nine says, And everyone that has forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, 
or children or land for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. As the scripture says, if we forsake others for the Lord's name's sake, we will receive a hundredfold and everlasting life. He does not say he will reward those who forsake him. My closing prayer. Lord, when we gain understanding, we will then be able to apply the wisdom to our life. When we turn our back to you and serve ourselves and our desires, let understanding set in. We are the ones who walk away from you. And when we turn away from you, our heart and our spirit follows. It is my prayer that individuals will find their way back to you, heart, spirit, body, and soul. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mm-hmm.